Over the last um, month, we have been doing a series called Gifts, and we wrapped up this last week with uh, talking about the spiritual gifts, and one of the things we learned about that was that two things, one, come desiring love when you come together as the church, but also come desiring the spiritual gifts, the special abilities that the Holy Spirit gives. And Paul goes on to talk about that in 1 Corinthians 14. He says, so that when you come together, you'll sing, you'll be taught, you'll be shown and shared some things from different things, from the, from, from the different gifts that are, that are happening. But you'll be, when you get done and you leave, you're going to be strengthened. You're going to be built up. You're going to be edified. You're going to be drawn closer to God. And closer to one another as the church and so um, that's been happening already this morning Lindsay sharing that that word of encouragement with us and I want to just ask this today if there's is there anyone here in our church in our congregation that you feel an unction of the Holy Spirit to say a word of edification or pray for someone or what have you I want to give you that opportunity that if you, you know the Lord saying, hey, I, I need to share this with the whole church this morning. I just don't want to miss that. Rod, come here, man. Morning, everyone. I don't talk that much. I don't talk that much. But uh, this morning, as Pastor was passing around that video, he was showing people smelling their Bibles and kissing their Bibles and just loving the Word. That was me two weeks ago. Okay. That was me two weeks ago. Um, you know, with the technology we have today, I carry my cell phone like everyone else and my Bible's in there. And true enough, you can read the words, see the words, but it's not the same as having your book. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really finding that out now because there's so many other distractions on that phone. My Facebook, my Russell games. <laughs> and I will definitely hit those things before I hit my Bible. So uh, two weeks ago, I decided that, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really start studying this thing again because when I'm it's on my phone, I'll look at it and I'll read it, but am I really studying Okay, just like that projection screen. I'm really looking at that screen when I'm here. But am I really hearing what they're singing? There was a reason why that thing's not working today. Because I heard it loud and clear. I heard the word. I heard what he wanted me to hear today. And I didn't look up there. And I was happy. But anyway, back to what I was saying about my Bible. I brought me a brand new Bible two weeks ago. And it came in the mail. I opened that box, and it was a beautiful smell. I purchased so many books in my life, but no book smells like that book, if you've ever noticed. And I put it to my nose. I was like, God, this is great. It was great. Because I knew when I opened that book up, I wasn't going to whiz through it. Because those pages, I have to turn them. 
and I have to labor in that book to understand what God wants me to hear. And it makes it worth it when you have to open that thing and you're flipping pages and you're going, I got to reference this and I got to reference that. I spend two weeks on one scripture and I'm so happy because that one scripture has revealed so much to me. This morning, God wanted us to labor. He wanted us to close our eyes and he wanted us to listen because if you really read the Bible, He's telling us to listen to him. Okay, we can see with our eyes, but our eyes can be tricked. But our ears, listen. I'm so full this morning. I'm just really full. Lindsay, when people get up here and pray that hard for you, oh my gosh, yes! Because you know it's God. I wanted to bust out and start running over around this place because she was praying hard for me and didn't even know it. Okay, God knew though. But I just wanted to bring that to your attention that that Bible sniffing, that feeling those pages, oh my gosh, I felt that way last, two weeks ago. I felt the same way because I, not, I had locked myself out from feeling that way. And it wasn't because people were putting me in exile and persecuting me. I put myself in that place to where I lost that feeling. But I want it back. And I encourage you today. I know the phones are easy to handle. But when you open those pages and you're starting to labor, trying to find what God wants you to hear, it's well worth it. Okay, it's a deeper relationship. That's good. That's good. Thank you. Thank you, man. Mm. The Lord's been sharing something with me that I really thought I was supposed to uh, just, it was just a text to a friend after church to encourage them. But um, I really believe with this opportunity that's for all of us, if you, if you want to sit down, get comfortable. We're just going off grid today, it looks like. Um, Eden was looking at the schedule for the service, and I said, don't put that down. Don't look at that anymore. Um, I thought of this old song. That said, I worship you because of who you are, not for all the mighty things that you have done. And then I thought of that in light of how God feels about us. Because so often in life, and I've been home with sick kids, missed last Sunday, you know, and I'm, and I, I'm sitting there thinking about, oh, I needed to do this for this person, and I needed to do this for this person. I, I feel like I failed so many people this week and didn't get to meet their expectations and not not for not for the wrong motives but because I wanted to you know I wanted to be everything everybody wanted me to be and I think so often we feel that way and people are pulling on us because of our giftings and our callings and our responsibilities and I think what the Lord wants to tell us today is he loves us because of who we are not for all the things that we can do and I thought about my children and how I sit in awe of them sometimes. And not all the time, because <laughs> I get frustrated with them. And I think, I think God sometimes gets a little frustrated with us, but that doesn't change his love for us. But I look at them sometimes like, oh, she's so gifted. She's so talented. Look at that. Look at those 
look at all those amazing little fingers and all these kind of things. And, 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 I, and I appreciate all the giftings and talents that God's put in my children. But more than anything, I appreciate them, the gift that they are to me. And I want us to realize today, and I'm hoping that I get a revelation that God loves me for, for me, not for all the things that I can do for him. So when we feel like we're not meeting expectations and we're failing him and we're failing other people, I think that's a, a trap of the enemy to discourage us and bring condemnation. And we need to release that today and just receive God's love and receive his acceptance and understand that he, he did, he graced us, and he blessed us to, and to minister and to be things for other people, but that's not why he put us on this planet. He put us here to worship him. And so, that's all. That's good. I'm scared to death, so bear with me. I'm not a public speaker yet, but God's qualifying me. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called, and I was called four years ago <laughs> and life keeps getting in the way and I keep letting it and I'm tired and he's called me to full-time ministry I'm quitting my job I'm letting go of every earthly thing he's prepared a place for my daughter to be safe while I go I don't even know where I'm going yet that's part of faith so I can't bless you with eloquent speech but I can bless you by showing you faith I told Haley when I met her I have faith in what God can do, and it's never faltered, but I've never believed he would do it for me. So that part of my faith is growing, and I have to step forward in order to receive that, and I'm stepping forward into full-time ministry, specifically missions, and I'm not sure where I'm going yet, but I need to tell you this, so I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, this takes the pressure off of me today. <laughs> Not that I don't enjoy it, Dr. Brooks. Not that I don't enjoy it. It's just stop striving and just kind of know that he is God. Thank you, Pastor. Just want to let you all know as a church and as a family, I do appreciate everything that this church and this family has done for our family. And when we talk about the Bible, the Bible stays open in our home. It sits on the mantel just in front of the fireplace, and it has been open for years. This little telephone, which is a flip phone, proves high, how high-tech I am. <laughs> I've tried to trade it off several times to youngsters and older folks who's got a smartphone. No one takes me up on this. I'm happy with this. But I want to tell you a story that happened over 10 years ago with our son, who was living in Nashville at the time. He had a car that he bought from his mother and I, and he would always have his Bible in his car. At one point in time, he was trying to avoid someone on a main street.
street in Nashville. And the car had just pulled out in front of me. He tried to avoid it, and he ran into an electrical transformer, which totaled the car, and he was knocked out. And basically, there were witnesses there, and they said they saw what happened. The Bible was still in the seat, passenger seat. There was nobody else in the car. He did come around. The car was totaled. The police officer who came by assisted him, and people got him out of the car. But to this day, I believe that Bible protected our son. It protected him. And after that particular incident, the police officer kindly took him home to an apartment with his Bible. The car was taken off to the record yard, and basically, he was safe. So keep your Bibles with you. Keep the thought of God and the prayers of God with you. Because of certain instances, the Bible does protect you, and always it does. And I can go back with stories about how just mentioning the name of God has protected me and my family. Just the name. So bless you all as a family. And thank you all so much for letting me and allowing me to take this time to share my story. I know, uh, again, if you're fairly new here, we typically don't do church service quite like this. Um, but this is refreshing. And normally your younger children will be in a classroom right now. And, and if they're getting antsy, um, just please bear with us a few more minutes. Ever since uh, two, 2000, um, I had... Uh, I'm not preaching or anything like that, okay? I, I, I've got a testimony to tell you that happened a couple of weeks ago. Around 2000, I had uh, a deal on my arm. I don't know what they call those, Doc, but <clears throat> don't get excited, folks. I'm, this is all I'm doing. <clears throat> but uh, there was a, a deal. What do they call those? Is there a word for it? it it was almost like a scab, but it wasn't. It wasn't cancerous or anything. Nevis. Nevis. I had a Nevis. How many's ever had a Nevis experience? <laughs> Good. You know, I get up in the morning, go to the bathroom, and after I got through singing "How Great Thou Art," when I was looking in the mirror, I shave and I look down at my arm, and there was this Nevis. Looked like a scab that was there, and it just bothered a living daylights out of me. You know, I prayed, prayed, go to the doctor. They tell me nothing to worry about, but I always worried because I've got all these friends that's had melanoma and uh, and skin cancer and everything, and I was really concerned about this. And after going to the doctor several times and them telling me that 
not to worry about it. Uh, I just couldn't get that out of my head. And then after a few years, it, you know, as far as the fear, it wasn't there. But every time I would get through singing How Great They Are, and, and I, I would see this thing on my arm, just bother the daylights out of me. And thinking, I wonder if the doctors really know what they're talking about. And that's what I dealt with ever since about 2000. Now, it seemed like it was getting bigger and bigger, about the size of a, a nickel, I guess. And nothing, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't trying to pick at it or anything, because they always told you, don't pick at those kind of things. Two weeks ago, I sat in my recliner, had my big ugly lamp on, reading, studying the Word of God, and I happened to reach down and rub my hand over that. When I did, I felt something. I looked at my hand. All of that thing was in the palm of my hand. And I looked at that. What in the world is that? Manna? Couldn't be manna, you know. And I got over by the light, put my arm up there and looked at it. There was no nothing, not even... Uh, you know, when you get a sunburn or a suntan, it changes a little color. There wasn't anything. It was exactly the same. Wow. And, you know, I was trying to get some kind of a spiritual insight in regard to this. And <clears throat> this is what the Lord reminded me. No matter how long, no matter how long you pray, no matter how long you pray and nothing happens, you may even forget about it, but God never forgets a prayer that you have prayed and what you have committed to the Lord. That's, you know, I, I don't do that because I don't get in the flesh that much. I, I come up out of, I don't have one of those electric, some of you got been out of my house. I don't have that electric, you know, deal that lifts your feet up anymore. I wore it out. <clears throat> Literally, I jumped out of that chair. God speaking. I jumped out of my chair, and I jumped up, and I turned around and did a little jig. I don't do that kind of stuff. You know, I'm a little classier than that. But since there was nobody in the house, you know, my, my house and my my blanket that I put over me to make sure I keep warm and everything like that, it went flying clear across the room over by my fireplace. And I just stood there and lifted my hands and praised God. For he had done something that I had prayed about years before. Almost got used to feeling that like a scab on my arm. And almost forgot about it. But God remembered my prayer and at the right time because I needed it at that time more than I needed it any other time in the last 16 years. So I say this, no matter what you have committed to the Lord and just because you don't see an answer immediately or even five, ten years down the road don't think that God has not heard your prayer 
and he will answer in the most unexpected times. Six o'clock at night with a big bright lamp on and I happened to just brush my hand over it and all of a sudden it just peeled off. I mean, I wasn't scratching or anything. I just rubbed my hand across it and I felt something and I looked in my hand and there, was, there it was. God answered a prayer at an unexpected time. God can do it to me. He can do it to you. Don't expect your prayers. Don't give up just because he doesn't answer in the time frame you set. I can tell you, he will. It's good. It's good. Marjorie, do you have something? I have a dear friend who is 39 years old that has been battling cancer for three years. She's got a little boy, 11, and one nine. And several times, she, I don't know how much chemo she's taken, but the cancer will seemingly disappear to come back somewhere else. And the week that we were fasting, I, she was in the hospital, and I went over there, and while I was there, the doctor came in, and he said, uh, Summer, I don't believe the cancer is in your pancreas. And she turned to me, and we both said, thank God. And so then she was in the hospital. She was taking more chemo, and the cancer was evidently hiding out because it is in her, in her pancreas. But the really sad thing is that people, because she has been in remission so many times over these three years, that people who evidently don't know God said, I don't believe she has cancer. I believe this is just something that they're making up to get money or to get attention. They don't give you chemo and you lose your hair three times for something that's made up. So keep, keep her in your prayer. She, that night there was a man next door to her that had been diagnosed with lung cancer and they had given him three weeks to live. And she told me, she said, I told him, don't believe that. They believe, they've given me three weeks a lot of times, and I'm still living. She's got more faith and more spirit than most anybody I know. And I just, you know, I stood up, and, you know, I tell people, don't y'all believe in God? You know, God is not limited to what he can do for us. So I just wanted to share so that y'all remember to pray for her because she's got these two little boys to live for and, and she don't want to die. And she's got enough faith than most anybody I've ever met with cancer. All right. Well, that leads me into this, segues into this about for prayer. If anyone in here need prayer today for anything? You can just, okay you scattered around okay if you're near these hands that are lifted I'm gonna ask you if you would go to these folks if you'll lift your hands again if you need prayer that way folks will come around you and if a couple people will gather around Marjorie and pray for her friend summer and just take take a minute or two and pray for the needs of these Saints 
Ephesians 2, 8 says this, 8, 9, and 10, and this will be our closing verses for the day. 
It says, God saved you by His grace through faith. And you can't take credit for it. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done. So none of us can boast. For we are God's masterpiece, His handiwork. And He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things that He has planned for us long ago. We're going to take up our tithe and our offering this morning as a church family. I realize that verse has nothing to do with giving per se, other than it just has everything to do with giving. We can't take credit for the salvation that we have. We can't pay God back. Can't do enough good things. Our part is just to simply remember we live by faith and we're saved by grace. And if we'll do that part, God has a way of doing all the other parts of bringing our life together to do the good things that He has planned for us. And today I think we probably have been reminded enough of or at least a little, that God hears our prayers, that God will open our eyes to see that He is on our side, that heaven has our back, that we can be reminded today that our family in Christ loves us enough to pray for us. And it reminded that God has a purpose for our life. Uh, no one person could script all that and make it all come together like that, but the Holy Spirit. So this morning, let's prepare to give. Our uh, ushers are going to come forward, and then we're going to give, and then we're going to get ready to dismiss today. Let's pray over our giving. God. Let's hold it up if you've got it in your hand. God, thank you for today. Thank you for what you have spoken to us, what you've shared with us. And God, thank you for allowing us to give. This is a practice that's been around a long time to give back to you what you first have given unto us. And we do so today to honor you. We give today, oh God, to obey you. We want to be faithful to you, God. And we do so, Lord, we give today to say we trust you. And we don't know how everything's going to turn out. But if we will just trust you, you always have a way to get us through. So we give with those things in mind today. In the name of Jesus, amen. But as time goes by, you'll be by my side. Cause I never want to go back to my old life. I need you more. More than yesterday, I need you more. 
can say I need you more than ever before. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I need you more. More than yesterday, I need you can say I need you more than ever before. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I think that's the song for today, right? I need you more. Well, it's a good thing you can sing. (laughs) Beautiful at that, yeah. You guys stood for an hour and a half. Thank you. Thank you for standing and hanging in there with us today. We appreciate that so much to flow with the Holy Spirit and with us. Well, Easter is just around the corner. It's just three weeks away. Easter weekend is three weeks away. That's crazy. But um, we wanted to put a few things in your hand for that, for your own benefit, as well as the opportunity to invite some other people to church that weekend. You have a card there at your seat, and we have more of these available at the Connect table. You can stop by there and grab these on the way out. But we have a Good Friday candlelight communion service at 6 p.m., and then on Easter Sunday, uh, 10.30 a.m., and we're gonna have, we have a special guest back with us this year uh, who's going to be with us on that day, Michael Turner, uh, formerly with the band Red Rain. He's a great speaker great singer, and uh, God uses him powerfully, and he's going to be here uh, in that service to minister. Plus, we'll have egg hunts after church that day for all of our uh, kids and grown-ups. If you want to get in on that action, tread lightly because those kids are dangerous when it comes to eggs. And then to follow up Easter weekend, the first Sunday in April, New Life Church turns one year old, one years old, one year old, yeah. And on that day, we're going to celebrate by having water baptisms that Sunday. And, um, and so uh, if you, you or you have a family member who would like to be water baptized, then we're just going to ask you to sign up at the Connect table today over these next couple of weeks. Just put your information down so we know and we can be in contact with you uh, to make sure you're ready for that. And so it's going to be here. We're not going to somebody's pool. We're going to do it here. We'll, ha- we'll have a baptistry in place for that. And so, um, so anyway, that's coming up over this next three to four weeks. All right? Everybody good? Feel encouraged, strengthened in the Lord? Amen. Well, normally I would have you look at the screen for this. So I'm just going to have you um, listen. Let's close our eyes if you can. The Lord is blessing you. By constantly bringing good into your life. The Lord is keeping you. So the care and sacrificial love of Christ poured out on the cross. Is guarding all that is sacred and precious about you. The Lord is making his face to shine upon you. And and he is gracious to you. By having his glory always shine on your life. The Lord is lifting up his countenance upon you. By always letting you know that he is fully present 
and self-giving to you. The Lord is giving you peace, unthreatened and undisturbed peace. Your soul is feeling its worth in the significance of Christ Jesus as you go today.